You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. All right, as you and I both just watched the new episode of The Mandalorian documentary, episode two, and the question I have for you is, where do we begin? Because (laughs) there is literally so much to discuss. I think you and I both had, like, never did I think in a behind-the-scenes documentary, but I have, honestly, some of, I would say the 10... It might be the ten best minutes of Star Wars yeah. I've seen in a, in in years. a long time. Yeah, I, and I mean, in years, I I know. I literally am so glad that they captured that conversation. That like this, we're talking about Dave Filoni's conversation. The last ten minutes of this episode two of this documentary. Everyone at that table is that they're wonderful, uh, awesome, awesome people. Uh, and and everyone in the, this this doc episode one and two they 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 appreciate Star Wars they love it they want to give it their best they want to give it their all and and it's just such a an amazing like project it's an it's it's an it's just it's it's all it's why I love Star Wars man I am in I've been in love with it for years I knew there was something when I first saw it when when I was younger like it, it changed me it changed. Like, like literally inside, like it, it helped develop me. Like I became strong in the ways of the force because of it. Like I learned about these things and I, I was able to grow and aspire to be like these, you know, masters and these Jedi Knights and, and, and to practice the, the, the way of peace. But yet, you know, it was just, I don't know, man. I, so, it, so anyways, it's, it's these last 10 minutes where Dave Filoni is kind of articulating what this is all about. You know what Star Wars is about, and getting to the the core of this, and I'm just so glad it's out there for every Star Wars fan to go look at and to go see. And I challenge every Star Wars fan to go watch it, to go watch this documentary. There, Star Wars has always done great documentaries. There's 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 some uh, after the films. There's been uh, ones about the originals. Like you you should go watch them, look them up. They're they're great. You get a look into the mind of the creator, George Lucas, and. I don't know. I think when you when you evaluate and you look at Star Wars, you need to look all the way back to the man who who developed it and who he's the creator. It's his galaxy. It's it's a world that he created. And that's that's great and everything. But he created it for us and he created it for children and to help them learn and and, and develop and for this to be a hopeful story. I, <clears throat> that's just my initial. Uh, but there's so many more things that I want to I discuss and really get into the details of what was actually said. But that's out the gate. I we I just watched it five minutes ago. Just just finished up, and it is awesome in every single way. And I'm so glad that I can go back. And you went and watched it like three or four times. Yeah, I just so I, I was watching it because you know the last one I watched, like it was cool, it was funny. I mean, it was great, like it was it was fun. But you know, I had it on while I'm doing other stuff, and same thing with this. One, so I, I just throw it on. Oh, and episode two is out. I throw it on, and they start getting to about the last ten minutes. And this episode, they were talking about kind of like the visual effects, and they start getting into kind of the storytelling behind 
George Lucas. And I'm so glad that Dave Filoni there. And I literally am just falling more and more yeah. <laughs> in, in love with this guy. And it's right. just becoming so much more apparent about some of the um, like the production side of things and just seeing this. And it's so awesome to see how clearly they work as a team, how John Favreau and Dave Filoni work as a team. Because in the last episode, there was a moment where John Favreau was explaining some shot. Right. He's like, yeah, this is kind of a pass by shot. You know, it's just setting the stage. Uh, you know, you get a little emotion out of it. But, it, you know, and Dave Filoni references something that happens. I think it's in Empire Strikes Back. He's like, oh, yeah, C-3PO does this. And John Favreau's like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a deep cut for me. And, you know, they had said that Dave Filoni just knows everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dear God, that guy is like second to George Lucas. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's not even close. I mean, it is just not the insight that he has into star Wars is not only just an insight into the characters and how they think, but also the way that he imagines or he thinks, or he knows in conversations with George Lucas about how these characters are. And he describes it as, is the thing that I really took away was he said that, you know, at the end of the day, these characters are in some way a part of George Lucas because he created them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that and that to me was like this just this crazy revel, you know, realization um, that it's like, yeah, George Lucas, you know, George created these characters. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's like and Dave Maloney clearly like wants to represent these characters in a way that is like honoring George Lucas and the way that George thinks these characters would act. Yeah. And do things that they would do, and we have a lot more to discuss, and yeah. we may get to that so, some of this stuff later. But um, he's when he so the last ten minutes he's explaining uh, basically the story of one through six and wh- why some of these moments are so important and what it has to do with the greater thing about Star Wars. And he's telling the importance of Qui Gon Jinn and Episode One, which for me, you know, I'm a homer, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is great. Yep. And how the Duel of Fates is like the single most important moment in the prequels. Yes. Uh, and and talking about like you know just oh my god, I mean just like everything he said. I mean talking about how Qui Gon's so far ahead of the Council because he thinks we should have attachments and it's important to. And he knew he knew he was taking a very big risk by taking Anakin and taking him away, and he was really this father figure to Anakin and. Oh, my God. And then you get to the final moment in episode six where Vader now, who has never had a father other than that that brief period with Qui-Gon as like a father figure, um, is, you know, coming full circle. And he can now he can now save his son, Luke Skywalker. Yes. And then also, my God, the the description he gives of Luke. And like, you know, Luke Skywalker would, you know, to him, there's nothing more important than family. There's nothing more important than his his father. No power. Not there's nothing that would cause him to ever uh, like give in to the emperor. Yeah. Like other than, you know, I mean, there's just there's no reason to. He, he says he says, I think that Luke could have gone to dark side and Luke could have fell to the dark side, but it, himself. But it would never have been he would never he would never go dark side to save, um, you know, to uh, it, to get power that, yeah. that is not important to him right. family is it's more important family is what is yeah. is what's important to him and it was just it, it's amazing it's the last 10 minutes of that are truly amazing and i loved when he said that it's story that matters not x-wings and cool lightsaber mm-hmm. fights and graphics yep. um and it's 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 the story that matters and giving kids hope i mean my god yeah it's amazing yeah and and so that's why I, i've heard mark hamill and different people uh, around star wars talk about capturing like lightning in a bottle with you know four five and six and it being this epic story that was told yes and then even as kathleen kennedy mentioned they're pushing the technology they were ever pushing it and making it like like and that's so you know dave says that's the genius of it is that this great story was cloaked in all of this awesome stuff that was progressive and pushing us forward and and but yet that's all those elements and those themes are are, are right there in front of us and they're they're woven in in such a way that it's just a masterpiece now you know, Dave said, you know, he then says, like, how do you go back and and do, you know, one, two and three? And now that you go back and you look at a few things in the prequels, you're like, yes, it it fits. It is all literally designed to lead up to six, to lead up to this, you know, um, Luke and his father moment. Right. I mean, family, this this moment of family. And, and so I it, it was it was so well articulated 
by Dave Filoni that we don't, I don't even, I mean, we're going to, I'm going to get into the details of it, but like, you got to go see it. Now I'll say this, Luke Skywalker too. You were talking about how like, like in family is so important to him. Look at what he asked Obi-Wan. He wants to know about his father. He wants to know, like he's intrigued by, by who is this other that Yoda was speaking about. And then he has a twin sister, you know, and those things are so important. And then, I mean, like when Vader is fighting him in six, he realizes that he's trying to conceal his, his feelings for his twin sister, you know? And it's almost like one of the shortcomings of Obi-Wan and Yoda was, was that they, because they didn't have, and they didn't feed into those attachments and they didn't believe in those things like Qui-Gon did because he was so far beyond uh, where the count, like development, like he was, he's beyond where, where the council is. He's above the council essentially. Uh, like he, they, they, they don't, they miss out on the idea that the reveal that, Vader that Anakin has children and that there is a family that he could come back to that is the one thing that would bring him back from the dark side he feels like he has nothing left there but it is that family it's that pull that that they could they didn't even see that being a possibility but I don't know so it, it was just so as he was talking about Luke his in his love of family and his desire to to know his father he says to Obi-Wan I could never kill my father I could never do that you know and that's it's just it's like uh, well, then, you know, uh, the, the emperor has already won. But you know, Obi, even there, Obi-Wan in this state of being uh, one with the force still can't see what, what Luke and, and this, this Skywalker family does see, the power in family. And the Jedi, in a sense, were, but, but yet they, they, they didn't embrace it like they should have. And I don't know. And then he goes back to, you know, to Qui-Gon and the way that he that he knows taking Anakin from his mother is going to be a big deal and that he does have to step up to be that, that father figure. And, and when he takes it all the way home to like, when, when the way they cut this up was genius because he's just like, he knows Qui-Gon knows that when he's like in this fight, the stakes are so high because Anakin's father is fighting <laughs> and Anakin's father figure is killed. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's, it's like, so, so the person who was going to guide the chosen one, the person who was, you know, like, like, like called in, like, like the force sort of, uh, showed him, uh, Anakin, like, like everything hangs on that moment, this duel of fates and his fit, you know, Anakin's fate is decided there because Qui-Gon isn't able to, to step into that role. And then the council wasn't where Qui-Gon was to, to be able to help Anakin through this. Instead, they had already turned him away. They had already said no. They had already said we're not going to guide and to teach him. That is, and I've always thought that was unbelievable, right? Because he's so strong in the force. You're going to let this extremely powerful, strong individual in the force go to who? I mean, the next time, I mean, like, like someone is a slave. Someone else is going to come in and take him and could use him for, for evil way. It just, I don't know, it amplifies that whole thing. This whole conversation, this last 10 minutes, Dave talking about this, it just it just totally amplified everything that 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 theme of family and caring and hopefulness and redemption uh, in in a way that I it was brilliant. It was just a brilliant. Uh, it's yeah. oh my god! I I literally watched it three times. I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not exaggerating. The last ten minutes I watched three times because it's just I mean it's amazing. I mean it's on it's I I'm still like yeah oh my god yeah. good dear god this guy it just is is like he understands everything there is to understand about star Wars and they're panning around and everyone's looking and it's yeah. just like, and it's just like, he is like the, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know yeah. how to begin. Like I'm still like stumbling through my words and trying to describe. Oh, I know. Like, I know. And, and, and exactly how amazing the, the, his telling of this is. <laughs> and I mean, talking about Qui-Gon, I mean, I love that, but you know, he talks about Maul too. And he talks about, you know, like Maul is a villain and it's so obviously a villain. Yeah. Um, He's a tool. And, He's he's and the emperor just uses him as a tool. He cast him aside. That was the that was the reasoning why George wanted it to be like that. Mm -hmm. And then he then he says you know and later George maybe bring him back. But mm -hmm. um you know it was it was all to show that the emperor just doesn't care. The emperor is this e like pure evil. I mean even more evil than Darth Maul. I mean that's it's like you know the, that's where he's at. He does he doesn't care. Um and the emperor is he talks about how the emperor can't understand right. No. Never can't can't understand that Luke would not want to seek power. Right, right. And I think I think that's something they tried to maybe kind of bring up a little bit in nine. And I just don't think it really hit home as well. But I think that's that was something that um 
you know, he, he was talking about really like, you know, in six, you, you see the emperor and it's like, he can't, he can't really fathom it. And so I think that's what I think Vader, it does catch him completely off guard when Vader, uh, I mean, picks him up and throw and kills him. Right. I mean, he just, it's so, you know, like I find your, you know, your God, I mean, yeah. like, you know, your, your lack of faith and everything mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. You know, your faith in your friends is your, will be your undoing. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just so his insight onto this is is so next level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. And so so here's a few other things I guess just to kind of like you know bigger takeaways. Um, and I, I have to throw um a shout out to my buddy Lane. Just last night we were talking about you know the transition between you know George selling Star Wars and it going to Disney. And actually, man, you know it's like. Again, Kathleen Kennedy has you, you could see in that doc has been around for a long time and has been a part of this and, and was trusted um, you know, by George to to carry this on. And and, and the, the core of, of this is that these stories and this influence, he wanted he saw how good it was for kids. And I will tell you right now, it for me as a kid was was awesome. I um let me just deviate here for just a quick second. Matt knows this, and I don't think I've ever said this on, on Hyperspace Hangout, so I, I want to talk about this for just a second. But, like, for me as a kid, when I was very young, um, in the, all the way into middle school and high school, I had numerous surgeries, was in a wheelchair for a lot of my life, was at Children's Hospital for, for a lot of it, and just for various things. And I, you know, kids go through depression, man. You get you get depressed. You can't go play baseball with your friends. You can't go outside and do the things that you wanted to do. So what did I turn to? I I I put in. I found some old VHS tapes tapes and I put them in. And they were like it was like the Incredible Hulk. And then it cut to like the first fifteen minutes of Empire. And I'm like blown away by this. I begged to get the rest of it because I was inside and I, I couldn't do anything. And I wanted to see this cool movie. And my mom got it for me. And I started to learn the ways of the Force. And, and I believed that I could do anything. And I, I saw what it meant to, like, I started to understand good and evil. Uh, like, like Dave Filoni is kind of articulating in there at the end that you can see that, yes, turning to the dark side is on the table for all of us. But, like, what is it that's going to, what are we going to cling to that's going to keep us from going in that direction? What choice are we going to make? And so, for me, like, the idea that George wants to allow this story to keep going, to keep telling stories like Clone Wars and Rebels, The Mandalorian. I mean, right now, my my niece is already in love with Baby Yoda, and maybe that's the entry point. And then as she grows and that love grows and her understanding grows, she starts to understand more from those stories. So I, I sure hope that the stories that we're telling in Star Wars, that those hooks are there, the X-Wings, the lightsabers, the blasters, the sci-fi, that hooks us. But then once we're hooked and we love it and we get in there, we realized there was something else that also pulled us that we didn't even know was there. And it's this underlying story, these themes, this connection. And so I hope that that continues. And I think it has, but I I hope it will always continue in Star Wars. And that's what George is like, who makes, I mean, you know, like, like who really makes a world and says, you know what? Yep. Now I'm going to just give it off to somebody else and say, I've done what I can. I've grown to like, I'm at this point where I don't think I can do it to the best of my ability anymore, I can't dedicate as much time as I once was able to. So let me give this to people and let them continue those stories. That's a lot, dude. Not not a lot of people would do that. They would say it dies with me, you know. Like it's it's I'm not going to turn this over to to, uh, to other people and let it continue on. And now some do, and it's it's you can say it's for money or for whatever. But every time they go back to George, he just says to remember that these stories need to be hopeful and that they are for kids and that kids do need to learn and grow through them. And they're, the reason they're for adults is because, you know, we are, and I'm a teacher, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to mold these minds and help these, these individuals grow and, and reach their full potential, you know? So like through Star Wars, we can do that. And, and like, like I talked to my niece now about the force and what does it mean? And we've even talked about, you know, like where, you know, who, like how how baby Yoda what he's going through and what he has to do and stuff it's you know it's it's crazy it's a conversation I never thought I'd have uh, with her at at this age but she always wants to talk about it and she always wants to know more and she sits and she listens for longer than I can believe she, I mean she doesn't sit that long she doesn't sit that still ever but yet when we talk about this she'll sit and listen and she asks question after question after question so anyways man I just had to go on that little uh, you know sidebar there because I I I want folks to remember that and I want more people to bring you know other people into this for good reasons so yeah I don't know 
No, absolutely, man. I mean, that's the thing is it's 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 what makes Star Wars great, right? Is it's 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 they're all you know they're good. It's the story, though. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you can you can dress. I mean, you know, whether it's Batman or Mar- Marvel or you know whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's always about the great story. That's the reason we like superheroes, you know. And mm-hmm. you can kind of lump Star Wars in there because they're always overcoming adversity yeah. right they're all it's always it's always an underdog overcoming adversity right i mean and then or it's digging deep and finding the power inside yourself to overcome some sort of obstacle i mean that's like every superhero origin movie uh you know they they learn their powers and then they go fight somebody who's way stronger and then they realize they have the better power inside of them to defeat somebody else yeah right yeah. i mean yeah i mean that's yeah so but that that is that is what star wars is about yeah. i mean it's 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 the same thing but it's it is about something more it does star wars does have that family aspect to it um that that does make it you know important and finding yourself inside of not just a world but a galaxy yeah right i mean these these characters finding finding themselves in a galaxy uh and that sort of self-sacrifice that so many characters do in order to make the galaxy a better place Right. A better, you know, you know, up to to move things forward and to, you know, over because you you know you're not in in other, you know, in, in comic books you're just defeating a villain who's going to take over the world. Now you're talking about, uh, you know, defeating oppression and defeating, um, you know, something that's going to take over the entire galaxy that are like destroying planets. Mm-hmm. I mean, like committing mass genocide. So there is like because it's a galaxy, uh, and one of the directors um, said that he said, you know, that's what I love about the galaxy is that because there's so many stories you can tell. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought that was amazing too. Yeah. And, and I got I get, while well, this is on my mind because there's so many things running through my, my mind right now after watching this, I have to say, and I, I think it was John Favreau who said this, but you talk about um, the, the moment where Vader, when he, when he takes, when Luke takes his helmet off and he says, you know, tell your sister that you were right. Right. Tell your sister that you were Right. Um, and he's like, he's like, you know, before that, he says, like, I can't take your mask off or you'll die, you know, right? Or, or you'll whatever. Um, he's like, I've got to save you. <laughs> you know, I've got to get, or you got to get you out of here, right? Um, and, and he's, what does he say? He says, uh, uh, you, you know, like, you already have. You already have. You, yeah. You, you already have. So they, they bring that moment up and it's, it's like <sighs> Vader had had fallen so far he was the the emperor never at that point does not think that his apprentice could ever be turned could ever right. be turned but it just sort of shows you that despite you know evil wanting to get its grip in on us and 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 sometimes if it does and it starts to pull us you know back into the darkness that it doesn't matter how far like like and maybe you think you know what like i'm already so far gone there's there's no i there's no turning back now I need to just give in and completely, you know, be consumed by the darkness. Those films show you that no, that even, I mean, because this is a family that is not, this is not your traditional family. You know, this is, this is a, you know, Luke and Leia who, I mean, Leia's raised with adoptive parents and Luke doesn't, he's raised by his uncle and his aunt. And then their father is out there who has fallen to the dark side. You know, so it's not, it's not even that it's like family's important. Yes. In, in, in all of this, but like even sort of the, some of the darker aspects of this, there's still hope. There's still ways to kind of pull upon these, these bonds and bring people back together. And I just, I'm like, wow, that, that, that again, uh, it's, it's so hopeful. And to see that Vader can come back and that it, sometimes it will, it would take a son stepping up. It's the same thing that they try, that they try to do with um, Leia and Han, you know, like Luke, where he says, you know, Luke's a Jedi, you know, I, I, I can't bring been back and she's like but you're his father you're his father you know like that's what matters you're like like yes you can you can reach him when luke can't right you know because because that's that that's that's there's more to that so i i like i'm glad that they, they continue to weave those themes through uh all of star wars and i hope it never goes away and as new little you know we, we see uh things in rebels we start to see a family you know emerge there and also we even see different types of families you know the phoenix squadron we see them kind of become a a family um, you know, we look at like even Ray and Poe and Finn and sort of their embrace and s- some of this, um, this idea that, that they are, they're a family, that they are, you know, uh, in a way they have each other. And I think that's, that's also cool too. And it, it kind of continues some of that, that, uh, idea. But one thing I guess I got, I got to make a, a quick connection here and I, I want to get, uh, Matt's thoughts on this. So when Dave Filoni was talking about the idea 
that um, you know Qui Gon was that that father figure that is killed in the Duel of Fates, and then later I had you watch the um, Mortis arc where the father has twins, maybe, and has you know two you know a daughter and a son, and Anakin is supposed to take the role of the father in that arc, and he he doesn't. Why? Because he will take that role later on in return. I was just sitting here going like, holy smokes. I, I, it just kind of dawned on me that that's like, like such a big deal. He's bringing balance to the force, you know, and, and that, that it, 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 it was, it's simpler that and it, it, by it being simpler and it being about family, it's also even more powerful. So, you know, it, it was just, when I looked at the Mortis arc and I, I still try to think about how does that fit in and what is it trying to show us or amplify in, in Star Wars? And you think about, what they were doing was was a compliment to the main series. It was always to compliment and amplify or heighten moments and help that, you know, um, to, to communicate some of those themes to us as the viewer, as the consumer. I look at Mortis and I keep thinking like that, that is an amazing um, kind of foreshadowing that Anakin will eventually need to step into being the, the father. He didn't in Mortis. He lost his father figure. He never you know, uh, had one, he loses his mother. Um, he has his brother there who's tried, you know, Obi-Wan has tried to step up and fill these roles, but he's, he's been behind from the get go because he also lost his master. You know, this was a duel of fates, man. I mean, it was such a, an important duel. And I, 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 I just so love that. That's, and I know you're loving this too, because it's like, that's your, that's your lightsaber battle. And it's just like, there's so much hanging on there. Like how much, you know, like like the wisdom of Qui-Gon Jinn, I truly believe, and I hate to get into a what if here, but like ha if he does live through that, Master Yoda and these other masters, they are smart enough eventually to kind of see, especially in desperate times, that there's wisdom in what Qui-Gon is saying. When there is, that, when that voice goes away and they can't get it back and it just took, it's, it's unfortunate that and it's uh, it's also ironic that Qui-Gon becomes the one who is the voice coming back and is speaking with Yoda and teaching him and helping him move beyond where the, the, the council actually was. And unfortunately, it's just too late. But like if Qui-Gon is physically there and can can be that voice of reason or that counter, because no one's countering Mace Windu half the time. Yoda is just listening, you know, doing his thing. He's thinking about stuff. He's processing. But I mean... I don't know. It was they just didn't have a good, strong grasp on that, and they were losing their ability to use the force. Yeah, it's. But anyways, my connection to the to, to the Mortis arc that kind of. What do you think about that? I mean, like, like because we've been looking at that more and trying to say, like, how does that fit in? And uh, I guess I'm just. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it because I'm trying to remember real quick. Doesn't he see Qui Gon Jinn there? Yeah. Yes, that's right. He does. He does. He does. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And so then, yeah, because I was trying to remember, I was like, I, and because I know Liam Neeson came back. Yes. Voice, and I remember looking at that. But yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole the whole Mortis thing is totally interesting. And will he become the father later? And then you could almost look at it like, does, a, you know, Ahsoka representing the daughter and then maybe Luke representing um, the son? Because if you think about it that way, it's. You know he does have a he does have a daughter and a son, but mm -hmm. in the Mortis people, they're on opposite sides of the Force. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But then you know Luke, he does try to turn to the dark side, and then the, the son is kind of mm -hmm. the dark side. So I guess there's kind of that parallel. Yeah, and, and uh, there as well. Yeah. Yeah, and and actually, I've heard people talk like the idea that like like one of the things in in um, in in legend stories that a lot of those authors when they would write this, and I know this is outside of you know what George was creating and stuff, but they're the idea was that Leia could never be turned to the dark. She was like, like Luke had that vulnerability, but she did not. And then you take that back to the Mortis arc and you look at the daughter and, and the, and the son. And it was just kind of interesting that there was that, you know, theme or parallel going on. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, I love that. He talked about how the, everything hinges upon this fight yeah, and everything and why it's so important because it carries all the way through to episode six. Um, and then, you know, another thing he, he said was that he talks about the importance of the fight in episode four. What he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, you know, it, it may not be the prettiest lightsaber fight because it was the first one. And, you know, it's, um, you know, older, older guys fighting. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said, but everything is so important. And, you know, it's it's really it, I, 
I always kind of forget this until I actually go back and watch it in that Obi-Wan chooses to let Vader strike him down only one only when Luke is watching. I mean, he could let he could let Vader strike him down at any point, but he does it specifically when Luke is watching. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's that like, you know, the force is more powerful and all and, you know, all of these things and kind of the importance of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, you know, and like the other thing that's kind of funny is you think about it, you know, uncle, you know, like, um, you, you, you like you just really Obi-Wan is kind of like Luke's uncle, uh, like in a real way. I mean, yeah. you know, you think about it because he's, uh, brother to Anakin is, sort of. Yeah. Right. Really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so you kind of think about it in that type of, uh, you know, once you kind of start thinking about, you know, that version, old Ben Kenobi, you know, kind of like in that scenario, it's. I think it's even more interesting, really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, it does. You know, and again, yeah, and that's just one of the things, you know, in that this idea of family too. Um, you know, when you think, when I think about like the best moments in Star Wars, I mean, the best moments in Star Wars are all anything that has to do with with family and with relationships. I mean, yeah, I mean, lightsaber fights and, you know, I like pod races and X, mm -hmm. X wings and all of that stuff is cool, but really the big, great, huge moments that everyone thinks about. I mean, you know, no, I am your father is, you know, that's like the biggest moment of star Wars period. Yeah. The reveal that no Darth Vader is your father. Right. Uh, you know, that you thought was you thought was long dead and killed by this person. But it turns out, no, he's not. He is your father. I mean, because on so many levels that that scene is so mind boggling, crazy, because, yeah. no, your father is alive and your father is on the dark side. Mm -hmm. And so what do you like, do? Oh, with my that? God. Yeah. Like, that's so much to process. Right. And, you know, there's a big change in Luke once that happens. I mean, because then. You know, Luke's story is I have to face Darth Vader. And then when he faces Darth Vader and he realizes what's what's happened, it changes to I'm going to save my father. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. then, then then he goes and he really kind of, you know, off screen completes his Jedi training, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, he's got a green lightsaber and. Um, you know, he's he's a Jedi like my father before me. And, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, that's. You know, it's it's such a different. That's why I love Re Return of the Jedi Luke. I mean, Return of the Jedi Luke is he's just so much better. But it, it's because of all of that weight of family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, in episode nine, my favorite, the, I think the best moment of that entire movie is the conversation between Han and, you know, Kylo Ren now becoming back to Ben Solo. I mean, that's by far the best part of that movie, that conversation between those two and and. And the and the bringing them back, and the you know the bringing them back together. Uh, yeah. Episode episode three, the biggest you know most emotional moment is between Anakin and Obi Wan when they're fighting on Mustafar. You know, like you know you're my brother. I mean, I mean you know you're the chosen one. You're mm -hmm. you know, you know I've I'm sorry. Like I you know Obi Wan has to apologize to him. I failed you. Yeah, I mean that's it. You know the lightsabers and everything is cool, but I I just loved that. That's what Dave Filoni kind of focused on because. That is what makes it great. Yeah, and, and I guess so. You know, back back to th th that roundtable, you know, discussion there. It just it, it gives me hope. You know, one of the things that I, I've been saying for a couple of weeks now is that Dave Filoni kind of says um, that. Uh, ex well, he said I think this was in this was in the Clone Wars. He says you know experience outranks everything. And you and I were talking beforehand just about how what a team they are. Uh, he and he and John Favreau and how much they're learning from each other. And bringing, they said it in episode one, you know, bringing in these other directors to try to uh, use their skill set, amplify that. Um, they know that they love Star Wars. Uh, you, you learn something by being around John Favreau and, and and Dave Filoni, and I think everyone that they're bringing to this table has has um, a lot to offer. Then they they had people who had been there with George Lucas. Uh, dating clear back to you know the the, the originals and Indiana Jones and, and different things like that. So. Yeah, I think that's, um, I don't know, I, I, that gives me a lot of hope that you're working together, that these people aren't coming in thinking, uh, I know in full what Star Wars is. Even the, even, even the person who, like we would say, Dave Filoni knows like so much and he's the guy you go to, he says, no, 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 I'm going to take it back to George. And like the, there's times where he thought he was executing George's vision and George said to him, you know, uh, like he appreciates the effort and stuff, but let me, maybe I wasn't clear on what I was trying to you know communicate and he's had to go back and correct a few things because 
and, and that's always okay because that's that's George's, those are his characters. This is his universe this is how he sees it. And you're trying to help him because we believe in, in George. I believe in four five and six. I believe in what I saw, what he did. I know how good it is. Um, you can't take that away. And so what he has already accomplished there, you want to kind of continue and amplify then. Yeah. What we're going, we're going to take that and we're not going to uh, diminish it in any way. That's why like, like I go back to, and I think this was a couple weeks ago. We talked about this, but the idea that, you know, could Ahsoka, have have turned you know kept vader from turning to the dark side or could have brought him back to the light and i love dave's answer to that is like no um because again she like this the whole design here is that it's it's set up to kind of um amplify the idea that luke his son is the only one that that really could have done that you know it's that it's that it's that bond uh there that um is 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 important and significant you don't want to you're not trying to take away from this we're trying to add to what George has already created. So I don't know that that to me was really, really neat to see them bringing in these individuals. And I'm hopeful that, you know, season two, uh, we're going to get more of that. They're going to bring in uh, other directors and even maybe bring back some of these directors. Uh, and, and we're learning that some of them are getting movie deals off of this and that they've come and they've they've been working together um, on on this. It, it, what's great is if you watch the doc too, they're not just directing their episode and then they're gone. They also seem to be sitting in on other episodes and watching another director take center stage and and if it's a shoot 'em up scene or if it's a you know um guy they talked about today like the, like the this poetic um transformation of of the ig unit right and how do you pull that off like how do you do that visually and they're learning from each other so yeah 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 it, no it was it was great that was a great scene too where they're just talking about that in the in the mandalorian you know the how you you take these these two characters you know and just the challenges they face right of uh and all of that stuff by the way is is awesome all like the behind the scenes you know how do you direct this and how mm -hmm. do you do this and you know you have to do this stuff but again at the end it all comes down to the story i mean the the story has to be good in order for this to to work mm -hmm. i mean it's like cool and flashy and, and all this stuff but that's just it just that's what I loved about this episode was, and oddly enough, that's, I don't think really what, like, if you looked at the episode title, I don't think that's what uh, you would really think was going to come out of this episode. I think they just kind of filmed the conversations and these are, these are the way that this, that it just naturally um, evolved, yeah. uh, you know, cause they talked a little bit about like how some of these people got into star Wars and um, stuff like that. But it was just, it was really to the end with Dave Filoni talking about, you know, the story and why it's important and why it gives it weight. Uh, I mean, that's the other thing too, is you, you look at, look at a lot of these moments and like, that's why that moment, that's why that moment with um, Quill, you know, the Ugnot repairing IG um, 88 is, uh, is so great is because this droid was designed to hunt down and kill, you know, the child, the ba baby Yoda. Right. And now he is rebuilding it to be something it wasn't. Yep. And then it serves its purpose in in the story. Uh, and then, you know, um, they both die. And John Favreau commented on that. And, you know, he's like, you, it gives it weight. It, you know, death is a great mover in in stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and actually, I it, like as they're bringing up all of this, I'm thinking about like season two. And I'm just like, like the idea of family and what Din Djarin is going through. Um, the sacrifice of IG-11, like all of that. Like, like, are we are we are we headed towards, a, a, you know, uh, expanding this idea of family and is there going to be more we're trying to get baby yoda back to his family or maybe these uh force sensitives it, like the, the mandalorian culture itself is very different and in trying to understand what their creed is and what what it means to be a foundling all of that you, you start to really look at it and today's conversation made me think more about um them taking a lot of what they've learned from George, learned from the originals, learned from the prequels, learned from Clone Wars, and saying, "Yeah, how do how do we, you know, keep moving in in that direction um, with some variance, and and you know, with this Mandalorian group? I think that's what we're I think that's where we're going, man. I I think, and I think that's what's going to make season two that much better. You know, I mean, we had like when you look at four. There's elements of like Luke wanting to know more about his father, wanting to understand what his role in the galaxy, and that's the setup. And then two. The the buy the one hundred percent buy in is like holy smokes it's his father, 
Like we're, we're, we're that's that's who he's working against. And so I'm waiting for a moment like that in season two, or, or you know, somewhere along the lines here, where um, you, you know, where we're really going to get uh, those those bonds uh, to kind of come in. I think it's going to happen. I think, uh, and, and again, there's there's it, there's different types of of family, right? So as you can have a crew working together. And, and that could be your family. I mean, we saw that with, with Boba Fett, you know, in, in uh, the Clone Wars and stuff. You get these groups where it's like, I've lost my father. I don't have right. that. And so so who do I have? Who is that influence in my life? And Yeah. Yeah. You see the same. You, you see it. I mean, you see it kind of in Solo, too, right? Where, um, oh, God, I'm, blank, I'm blanking on his name. But uh, Woody Harrison's character is this sort of, uh, you know, mentor to Han. And he has to, and he has to kill him. Right. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that was tough, right? Well, and we're even looking at uh, you know at the end of um, at the end of uh, the Rise of Skywalker, Lando's there, right, trying to figure out where where Jaina's like you know from and stuff. I mean, that's right. You know, we we still have all those kind of uh, elements going on. So yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. So anyways, I don't know. It's just uh, it was a great conversation, and I, I was I was super inspired by it, and uh, I just couldn't. Um, I'm so glad they did it. I'm so glad that they did it. And so I guess, you know, the other thing I wanted to highlight is that th- this whole idea that experience outranks everything, like that is exactly, I think, what Dave Filoni's trying to do is is he, he said this, is that when George was was guiding them through, um, y- like, uh, the, the, the Clone Wars, the, like the terms that he used was that they were in live action. And I think George always had a plan to do uh, TV, like a live action Star Wars TV show. And so these guys are in charge of that. And that makes me feel super good. I'm very pleased with what they've done and, and, and where this is headed. Um, but for, for Dave Filoni to say, I need more experience. I'm going to go get it. And I'm going, I'm going to try to, I'm going to take what I have and I'm going to offer that to these individuals. And, and there's this, there's this good exchange, a healthy, good exchange where you're learning and growing and, and collaborating. And I think that teaches us something. You know, like like in your professional life and then just working with others, like look at this team. And I'm sure there's um, there's situations behind even behind behind the scenes where, you know, maybe, you know, differences in, in opinion on how you do stuff or execute stuff or the, the, like the technicality of it. But the spirit of what they're doing looked really great. And it seems like and you, I can it, it seems very authentic and they're communicating uh, this this idea that they've all bought in to teamwork and they've all bought into this the shared vision. So that I mean is extremely encouraging because you know we have heard stories. I'll be honest, we have heard stories where directors have been let go uh, and from from movie projects in in Star Wars, or they've walked away from them or something. Now again, that doesn't the, the spirit of that doesn't have to be mean or whatever. It could just be I don't know how to you know pull this off, or my vision you know was a little bit different than somebody else's, and so uh, it's, you know we want to kind of go this way, and and that's okay. But um, I just think it's really unique and it's really interesting that they are that they're doing this and that uh, you know, yeah. we, we get a chance yeah. to kind of see it. So it should inspire yeah. all of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's just great. I just I, I just <sighs> it's great. I just I encourage everybody to go check out this episode. I mean, just go check it out. And, and because it's just it's so amazing just to see. And, you know, it makes me feel so much better about about where we're going with Star Wars to just see like it. It. You know, as as you said, we've seen directors get let go, and you know, people have complained and stuff like that. But I mean, watching this, I'm just like, my gosh, man! I mean, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, that it seems like they just really have it under control, and they're bringing all these directors in, and it seems like it's, a, I feel like it's in good hands. Yeah, I, I do too. I I actually really do too, and and I think that's sort of why you know we hear all these rumors. And, you know, we're a podcast, and we speculate on stuff. We like to speculate about the show and things. And again, I bring up my buddy Lane, um, who I was talking to last night. Um, we, we were talking about the idea, as, like just being a consumer. Like we love to speculate, we love to to look into these things and and to wonder what's going on. Uh, why? Because I'd love to be back there, you know, helping out in some way. I don't think I can't. I'm not a screenwriter. I'm, I can't write these things. I would love to help that screenwriter, you know, uh, pull this off. I mean, you want me to be a production assistant? Absolutely. I'll go in there and help out. Uh, go get your coffee and fill it up for you. But I, but to me, that's not, um, you know, I'm, I want to consume their stories. I want, I want them to keep doing what they're doing, what they're good at and what they feel like they've been, you know, put here to do. So, you know, I, I, I guess I say that because, you know, there are times where we do get a little bit, um, 
you know, negative and we get kind of like, ah, we, we start to hyper focus on one point or one thing that wasn't pulled off exactly the right way. And it's like, man, you, you got to look at the overall spirit of the, of these movies and of, of these uh, TV shows and, and things. And I think when you do that and you step back and you look at it as a whole, you're like, wow, yeah, they're, they're really trying to, to do something wonderful for our society, for our community. And, and uh, I think people need to pay more attention to that than they do um, some of these smaller things because they're bringing in experts. They're not just bringing in anybody. They're not bringing in anybody for the sake of bringing them in. Um, they're bringing in good people who care about this and that's what we appreciate. So yeah, that's, it's just, it's ever inspiring to me. So, um, all right, man. Well, I think, you know, with, with that, I guess we'll, I, I would love to get people's you know, thoughts and comments on that uh, and continue. I think, what is it next Friday? They're going to do another one of these yeah, episodes I think coming out on Fridays. Yeah. You know how many there are? Did they said like, is there, I think it's gonna be uh, eight. Is it gonna be eight? Okay. Okay. That's great. <laughs> that is, that is fantastic. Um, so, cause we are actually, um, I'm just going to go and put this little, uh, tidbit out there. Um, Matt and I are gearing up for season two of hyperspace hangout. And that this, is, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, we sir. are gearing up for season two. And as we do that, and you can go back and take a look as to when season two will start. Uh, those of you who are interested, and um, you'll be able to figure it out. It's gonna be. I'm. I'm very. I'm very. Very happy that this doc is coming out now because I'm. I'm extremely inspired. These are dark times that we're living in. There's some really terrible stuff happening in the world. And, uh, and by season two, yeah. and by season two, we don't just mean season two of Mandalorian. We mean season two of hyperspace hangout. Yeah. Hyperspace hangout. Yeah. It's, it's season two of hyperspace hangout friends. So get ready. Like, like, um, what we've been prepping for the last month on, on just trying to make the show bigger, better, uh, and you know, all those things, um, we've, we've grown much in, in the ways of the force. And so, uh, we're looking forward to all of these, these various things. So yeah, I, I say get ready for that. But, um, but yeah, again, leave us some, you know, comments or some thoughts, send us a transmission about what you think, uh, with these documentaries. I mean, Clone Wars, how that's woven in, we're going to uh, follow up this episode with a Clone Wars discussion, uh, separately, because I think we've, I, I really just want this to, you know, be about that, that documentary. I just wanted to talk to Matt about this. And, and really get it out. I mean, our initial thoughts on this, because I've yeah, never yeah, been, no, yeah. I've never, I've, I haven't been moved by a conversation like this in a long time. I really haven't. I, right. I get fired up uh, f for these type of things and hear these creators talk about this stuff. And it, it just, it, yeah, again, I've said it over and over. It just, it's just really makes you feel good. So, um, but yeah, we'll follow up with a Clone Wars conversation because we still, we still need to wrap up that last episode and kind of discuss it. So if you have transmissions, thoughts on that, you know, definitely send those our way too. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, look out for season two of hyperspace hangout. Cause it's, it's coming soon folks. Yeah, absolutely. And keep in mind, we have been posting a lot of stuff on our YouTube channel. We've been doing some theories, speculation on there as did a, uh, episode on, you know, why, uh, why Ahsoka was exiled. Right. And then, you and I did, yeah. we did do some clone wars, uh, discussion initially over there on that final episode. Um, but as I said, we'll do a podcast here as well. Um, and then we, and then we did another one. What was the other one you did? You did a, uh, uh, yeah, just kind of looked at like reasons why Ahsoka does, you know, like some of the, some of the trust issues, some of the things with the Jedi council, Yes, you know, what, and, yeah. and sort of what's, what's going on. And again, go look at this, this doc and we're, that's what we're talking about is Qui-Gon being beyond where the Jedi council actually was. So yeah, if you want to check that out, we've got some, some cool YouTube, um, you know, content over there and I'm excited to kind of continue doing that. And we've got some you know, new formats that we're, that we're working on too. So I, yeah, I think uh, you'll be excited for it. So, yeah. And, uh, I have been hanging out on Twitch a lot, been getting a lot of people come in. I'm always over there playing battlefront. I've been post, I've been going, uh, Wednesday mornings, uh, I guess morning, my time, 9 AM Pacific time, which is noon Eastern time. Just doing a, uh, battlefront two hangout over there. They just released a bunch of new content like Scarif and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, uh, just been hanging out there for a couple hours. People have been coming in, and uh, we've been chatting up Star Wars. You know, yeah, you, like what do you think, Rise of Skywalker? What do you think of Clone Wars? What do you think of you know the games and all that stuff? So you yeah. can certainly come over and do that. It's uh, Twitch.tv backslash box trick. Nice, nice. Yep, lots of good stuff. So, all right, guys. Uh, again, you know, um, we're looking forward to to more conversations in those trans in those transmissions. Uh, so, you know, if you've got ideas, suggestions, send them our way. Also, I was meant to do this at the beginning of the episode too. Uh, really does help the podcast if you want to head over to iTunes and give us a review. Uh, if you've been listening for a while and, and, and you want a, a way to kind of help out, um, that, that's huge to, to Matt and I. So, like, if you're enjoying it, and as we go into season two, 
I, I think it's probably the best time for us to to bring it up. You know, if you've been listening for a long time and, and you like hyperspace, uh, let people know because we enjoy talking about it. And we enjoy reading your transmissions on the show, and uh, and we want we want to keep doing that. So, yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, we want to thank you for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we will be discussing your transmissions. Should be sure to send us your Star Wars thoughts, theories, origin stories, or just some of your favorite memories from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.